stepdad cons me out of my laptop, so I con him out of his car. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. 13 years ago, I was in my late teens, living on my own and really struggling to live financially. One of the few possessions I had was an old laptop. My laptop had stopped working properly and while I'm fairly proficient in using a computer, I had no idea about fixing them. I did a bit of research on the internet but couldn't get it working, so I asked my stepdad to take a look. He has a quick look and says it's screwed and he'll take it off my hands if I don't want it. So I said sure. If it's broken, then it's no good to me. 10 minutes later, I walk in the room and he's using it. I asked if he fixed it and he says, yeah, thanks for the laptop. I was obviously ticked. My mom says she wasn't getting involved and his only response was that he did a quick internet search to find the fix and I could have done the same. I was broke and he took one of my only possessions, even though he had a PC and a laptop already. A few months later, I was visiting my mom and stepdad when I had an idea. While I am useless with computers, I'm very competent with mechanics, specifically Audis, and my stepdad had a 2001 Audi A3. Before coming in the house, I went under his car and unplugged the oil level sensor and a vac line for the turbo. Later on that day, he went to go to the shop or something. When he started the car, it threw up oil warning lights on the dash and wouldn't boost, so he turned it off and had a look of concern on his face. I went out to ask him what's up, and he said that something had gone majorly wrong. He says something along the lines of catastrophic turbo failure or engine failure. He's already spent quite a bit on repairs and didn't want to spend any more on it, so spoke to my mom about just cutting his losses and scrapping it. I asked how much it's worth at the scrapyard, and he says about 100 pounds, so I graciously offer 120 pounds to take it off his hands, to maybe part it out, which he accepts. He signs over the title and wrote me a receipt of purchase and handed the keys over. I walked outside, lifted the hood, pretended to look at my phone for a minute, went under the car and plugged the vac line and oil sensor back in, fired it straight up and drove around the block. When I got back, I gave him the thumbs up and said, it's all fine now. His mouth was wide open and he was mega ticked. And my reply was, you could have found the solution too with a quick internet search. He tried arguing that it wasn't fair and if it's working, then I can't just take his car. But I just said he didn't have a problem tricking me out of my laptop and that he's already signed the car over to me. So tough luck. My mom kind of laughed and said she's not getting involved and that it was his own fault. I still have the car to this day and it's practically in showroom condition and runs great. I would think as soon as you said that to him, he'd understand exactly what was up. He knows what he pulled with the laptop. He knows this is the exact same situation, except now the shoe's on the other foot. He already knows how it worked out last time. It's going to work out the same way this time. And you've got all the official paperwork to prove that that car is now yours. I agree with your mom. He brought it on himself. Personally, I would have just taken the laptop back. But I guess you wanted to do one better. My entitled jerk of a neighbor thinks he can use my driveway however he pleases. My fiance and I purchased our home a few years ago, and our neighbor introduced herself shortly after we moved in. 
She seemed like a nice elderly woman who appeared to have custody of her young grandson. We had no issues until her middle-aged son moved in. This guy always yelled at the little boy and just generally acted like a jerk. He drove a small beat-up truck that leaked oil. His mother has a nice long double car driveway and didn't want oil stains on the concrete, so she had him park in the side yard next to our house. It was right outside of our kitchen window and kind of an eyesore, but it's her property so whatever. We assumed that her son would drive through their yard to his parking spot, but apparently that was too inconvenient. Instead, he decided to back into our driveway and through our yard to get to his spot. We were always at work when he did this, but we caught it on our camera. Our driveway is gravel and isn't in the best of shape. Her son would take off too fast and throw gravel everywhere. After a couple of days, he started to leave a rut, so my fiancé went over there to ask him to stop. The mother answered the door, and and seemed annoyed by our request. Her son parked in their driveway after this, so we assumed that was the end of it. Well, while I was at work the following Friday, I received a motion notification from one of our cameras. I check it, and sure enough, I see her son using our driveway once again. After work, I passively aggressively decided to park my car at the end of our driveway. The entrance is only big enough for one car, and there's a deep ditch on both sides, so I knew her son couldn't get out that way. We were planning on staying in for the weekend, so I wouldn't be moving it again until Monday morning. On Saturday, we were doing our yard work out front, and the son came out with his dog. He gave us a dirty look, but didn't say anything. I figured he got the message. We woke up around noon on Sunday to a bunch of notifications from our doorbell camera. I pull up the videos and see the neighbor's son absolutely fuming. He rang our doorbell five times and stood on the porch for 20 minutes. The whole time, he was throwing his hands up and muttering about needing to leave. He actually expected us to get up, go outside in the pouring rain, and move my car so he could use our driveway to get out. He must have driven through his mother's yard to leave, because his truck was gone. After that day, he never said anything to us, and only parked in her driveway. So, I guess he learned his lesson. The thing is, if he would have asked us first, we might have worked something out with him. But instead, he wanted to act like an entitled jerk. Sounds like, bottom line, this guy just needs to get a new truck. That would probably solve all the issues at hand. He'd then be able to park in the driveway at least, and this wouldn't be a problem anymore. Regardless, there's a problem when you take it upon yourself to just drive across your neighbor's lawn on a regular basis. Like our original poster said, if he had to come forward and asked, maybe something could have been worked out. But he saw fit to use their driveway and lawn as he wanted, which just isn't right. It's not your property. You have have to have respect for your neighbors. My teacher bullied me all through summer camp, so my dad had her charged with insurance fraud. When I was in 8th grade, I tried out for a spot on the drill team. For those unfamiliar with that, it's the group that dances alongside the marching band and were separate from the cheerleaders. Think the Rockets, but awkward. The reason I tried out was because those girls, you know the ones, pretty, popular, teacher favorites, laughed at me when I showed up for the informational meeting. They said I wasn't right for it and didn't belong. It made me more determined to learn the routines and become a little more fit so I could do them. I was flexible as much as a 14-year-old could be, but at home I practiced and stretched and showed up for the rehearsals and tryouts. 
Only a couple of decent girls would not act like I was poison in the line when we had our arms linked. I passed tryouts because I could do the routine. My dad, who owned his own business doing car repair, wasn't rich, but he managed to pay for my camp fees and uniforms. He dropped me off each morning of summer camp on his way to work. There, we learned the routines we would be performing at pep rallies and football games. We had to stand out in the sweltering Louisiana heat and humidity in August and stand in position for minutes at a time. Any move and you had to do kicks. This was a version of push-ups or having to run laps where you stood and did sets of 25 high kicks for each infraction. I ended up with blisters on my upper arms from the sun. Oh, let me tell you about the sponsor, the teacher in charge. She was the epitome of a cranky old woman who had an only child who went through these dance teams and did private dance lessons. She was perfect to her mom. At the time, dance moms wasn't a thing but that's exactly like how she was. She would berate me for the smallest things and basically bully me along with the other girls. For example, when I was feeling faint for having to do kicks for the third time that day, I was sitting down beside another girl who had pulled a hamstring. She's sitting with us while watching her daughter, who was our choreographer of course, commenting how wonderful she was and said to me to get back out there. She could understand why the other girl was sitting. She was an athlete, so she got a pass. She played basketball as well. She would yell at me from across the gym to suck in my stomach. She told me I was rude when I was eating lunch with everyone else and laughing at something someone said and coughed on my sandwich. The other girls would say things to me also, and it was as though she encouraged it. Not only is junior high bad enough, but this on top of it was bad. I tried to be strong and show them I could do it, but it made me cry as soon as I got home. The time was different than it is now. Our student newspaper would put out a who's who based on physical traits like best hair and best smile. Way to shoot down vulnerable, self-conscious kids. The night of our first game performance, I was waiting to be picked up with a few others and the sponsor. She went to the bathroom and came back with one girl who was caught smoking in the bathroom with some high school kids. Her punishment was that she had to sit out the next game. My dad was running late. He had to work and couldn't leave his shop unattended. And after about 30 minutes, she told me, you know this means you're off the team. My dad pulled up a few minutes later, and as soon as I got in his truck, I was sobbing. I told him what happened, and he said, just a minute, I'll be right back, and proceeded to rip that woman a new one about her attitude towards me. Years later, this woman brings her car to my dad's shop for repair. He remembers her, but she doesn't remember him. She was just as condescending as she'd ever been, treating him like a lowly servant under her because he did manual labor. He was writing her estimate for the insurance, and she kept trying to get him to add in stuff that wasn't caused by the accident she was there for. Things like a ding on the back bumper when the damage was in the front. He wouldn't do it, and she got all huffy and said something like if he didn't, she would have his license revoked. Now, since my dad had his shop broken into and tools stolen, he had installed cameras. He sent that video to the insurance adjuster, one that he had a long, good relationship with in his course of business, and she got hit with attempting insurance fraud charges. I don't know the exact extent of it, but she should be glad her threats to his livelihood weren't added on there. Of course a woman like this wouldn't remember who he is. You always hope that they learn something from an interaction like that, but here goes to show, they never do. 
they continue to be the crappy human being they always were. Even without the initial story of her being a horrible teacher and bullying the daughter, I still would have reported her for insurance fraud. Why should I lie for you when you can't even show me common courtesy, let alone having the extra knowledge of what a jerk you actually are? Times may have been different and traditional beauty standards may have been more enforced, but that doesn't give you the right to bully a 13 or 14 year old. They're going through enough crap in their life at that age. They don't need an adult being a jerk too. Random guy thinks he can propose on my film set. I, 22 year old female, am currently a film undergrad, and for our final term project we have to produce a short film in groups of 8. I was the director and main writer. We planned to shoot a number of scenes at a local mall, which was always busy, but after a lot of communication was allowed to film only for 5 hours, and if we went over time we would have to pay a penalty fee that would put us over budget for our project. So we show up for our filming Everything went rather smoothly, and our team was efficient, but delays added up and we had to rush our few final scenes. For our final scene, we had to prepare a wall of yellow balloons at an outdoor square in the mall. When we showed up to film, however, there was a group of three girls, two holding bouquets and two guys standing right in front of it. Our art director had been sitting nearby to make sure no one's tampering with the wall, but she was occupied with an urgent call. As we set up, our assistant director, P, went to ask them to leave. One of the girls told us that their friend was heading there to propose to his girlfriend, and that the balloons made a romantic backdrop and would be nice for photos, and their friend was already informed to show up at that square. At this point, we were all set up with about 45 minutes to film our final scene. I went over and P informed me what was going on. We again asked them to leave and cited our limited filming time, but they remained adamant, saying that their friend was arriving soon and they won't take long. Some of the team felt bad and that we should just let the proposal happen first. But mostly, we were worried about the penalty fee. I also voiced that having to rush the proposal and our team just standing around would take away from their celebratory joy. Plus, we don't have time for them to take photos and stand around and celebrate. I went back to ask them to leave, this time threatening to call mall security. The five of them got agitated and started yelling at me. P and our art director, G, came running, and we were trying to calm them down when their friend and his girlfriend show up. He came running over and asked what was going on, and after he learned about the situation, started yelling along with his friends. All the while, his girlfriend was standing around awkwardly, having her our argument and their proposal now essentially ruined. Mall security showed up after G called them and they very reluctantly left. We managed to finish filming the scene and cleaning up all our sets without any trouble before the given time. When I got home, I told my family about what happened over dinner. My mom and sister agreed with what we did, but my dad thought we should have let the proposal happen, saying it was a pity that we ruined the guy's proposal and that it was our own fault for not properly allocating our time. Am I the jerk for not letting Letting the guy propose on our film set? Okay, I would understand if this was something that he had planned for a long time and you guys were interfering, but it sounds like they just happened to walk past this and decided this was the spot it's going to happen. You'd think once they realized that no, this is set up for a purpose and you can't be here, that they would just accept that. I'm sorry you guys have gone to the trouble to make plans to use this place in the last five minutes, but we've got a very limited amount of time and have paid money to use this space. You don't get to just come in and decide 
decide what happens. Honestly, the guy proposing should not be so upset. You didn't have a plan, and now you're upset that your plan that you came up with in five minutes is falling apart? Come on, just wait till you have to plan the wedding, buddy. I had to explain to my girlfriend that despite the fact that her name is on the lease, this apartment isn't hers. My girlfriend, 23, and I, 25, have been together for almost two years now. Back in May, she got a new good-paying job, and we signed a lease together for an apartment that I just moved into about three weeks ago. When we originally signed the lease, we agreed that I would move in in July when the apartment became available, and she would move in in November after having some time to live at home and save up some money. This will be her first time ever living out of her house, which she's very attached to as she's lived there her whole life and has a very close relationship with her mom. Her dad died in high school, so her and her mom are very close. I had no problem with her waiting until November to move in. We agreed on that. Since then, she's been spending a lot more time at her house instead of time with me. She only stays at the apartment once or twice a week. She claims she's soaking up her final moments in the house she was raised in before she finally becomes an adult and moves out. Since we signed the lease, we've spent a lot less time together, as she soaks up these last moments at home. I've communicated that I wish we still spent more time together, and that I wish she wanted to spend the night more often, and start making this place feel like home. She always disagrees. Obviously, I'm paying the rent alone for the next few months since I'm the only one living here. The actual issue is that when she's here and we have people over, she refers to the apartment as our place. When I put something in a place she doesn't like, like putting a cleaner under the wrong sink, she claims this is her home too because her name is on the lease and she'll be moving in soon, so she should get a say in where things go. I guess I don't see it as fair for her to call it our place, when I've communicated nicely that I wish she wanted to spend more time over here, and she always shoots it down. I told her this isn't her place yet because she doesn't pay for it yet, and she only spends one or two nights a week here. She doesn't want to spend time here because she wants to soak up her final moments at home with her mom. So I told her if that's the case, then she has no say in where I put things or how I do things here. I told her it's my home and not hers yet. She said this really hurt her feelings and makes her feel unwelcome here. Am I the jerk for saying that to her? While I totally understand where you're coming from, I don't think it's something that should have been said out loud. You know that there's going to be repercussions for this. You guys are planning to move in together in a few months. Do you really want to have everything the way you want it just to rearrange the whole place when she comes in? If she wants to move something, let her move it. It's not that big a deal. I think maybe this is just coming from a place of spite. You feel a little slighted by the way she's been behaving and felt the need to make a comment. At the end of the day, I don't think this comment was productive at all, so I'm gonna have to go with it was a bit of a jerk move, but I understand why you're upset. I told my family to get the heck out of my house after they told me I should break up with my boyfriend after his sister just died. I, 28-year-old male, have been dating my boyfriend, 29-year-old male, for almost four years, and we're planning on getting married soon. My family and I have had tension because of my relationship, as they didn't want to accept me being gay. They eventually did, but I've still never fully forgiven them. My boyfriend is usually the happiest person around, but his sister, who's always been his best friend, 
friend died last month. He's been a mess for the past month, and I completely understand, and I've been there for him. He was there for me when my cat died, and considering his grief is most likely a hundred times worse due to losing his sister who he's known his whole life, I want to be there for him completely. My family was at my house a couple days ago. I thought it was going well until they started saying how my boyfriend was being so dramatic over all this, and that I should break up with him. I started seeing red. Thankfully, my boyfriend wasn't there to hear that, but I was furious. I asked them if they were being serious, and they said they were. I told them to get the heck out of my house, and to leave me alone until they were ready to apologize. They stormed out, and everyone is ticked off at me, but I honestly don't care. All I'm focused on right now is being there for my boyfriend. That said, I do kind of feel like a jerk because they claimed it was for my sake, but I'm not sure. No, you were right to chew them out. I have a feeling this is coming from somewhere else. No decent person would think that that's the resolution to this issue and would understand why someone would be so upset about something like that. I assume you've explained the relationship between the two of them to your parents and they still choose to make a comment like that, which is just gotta be one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. You're in a loving, supportive relationship and your significant other is just going through a hard time right now. They just need some support. Support. I'm glad you understand that, because at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know the value of your relationship. Your parents can go suck an egg. It's a really good thing your boyfriend wasn't around to hear that, or that could have led to a really tough relationship between them. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.